0: Would you like an opinion on a financial matter you're dealing with? Whether it's about retirement, investments, taxes, or 401ks, Scott Hansen and Pat McLean would like to help you by answering your call. To join Allworth's Money Matters, call now at 833-99-WORTH. That's 833-99-WORTH. Welcome to Allworth's Money Matters. I'm Scott Hansen. I'm Pat McLean. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, both myself and my co-host here, we're both financial advisors Certified financial planner, charter financial consultants. We spend our weekdays helping people like yourself broadcast on the weekends to be your financial advisors on I should say on the air, but we have more podcast listeners, so through your device. Your iPhone, who are we kidding? I don't know. Isn't it strange how, how Apple has completely dominated the mobile phone market? In, the US. in the US. Yeah. In the US. Yes. Completely dominated.
1: Yes, yes
0: and you're kind of something of an outcast if you don't have a uh, uh, an iPhone. Yes. Why and why am I talking about that? Okay. Um anyway, we got a great program lined up. We got some good topics to discuss and of course taking some calls and we're going to be joined uh, later with um uh one of Allworth's advisors, Lauren Williams. She's been with us for a long time. talking about an inter- quite an interesting client
1: story, so. Um so should be good. Scott. Yes, sir? Um SBF, Sam Bankman-Fried. I know I bring this up a lot um, because it just absolutely fascinates me. And FTX,
0: the FT- collapse of FTX, the crypto trading firm. About a year ago, he was arrested. Trials happening now.
1: And Alameda uh, Research, which was their um, supposedly hedge fund, whatever they called it. It was their investment vehicle that of choice to steal money from clients is really what it was. Um, I'm fascinated for two reasons. One is you could, I could see it coming. If you listen to this show for any length of That's time, right. you would, <laughs> it's not that we can predict the future. You, you can just tell, you can see th- th- that it is a unregulated industry that is, which is the mo- the strangest thing to me though. With, I read an op-ed the other day and, it, and I, I thought this guy hit it right on the head. Uh, it was an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal, uh, and I forget who wrote it, but he, he, he said, here's a group of these misfits that wanted to move to a currency um, that was outside of fiat currency, which is a yeah. government-issued currency, because they didn't trust the governments, but they trusted each other, <laughs> right? And I thought that was exactly what happened. We're not going to trust the government, but I'm going to trust you. Some revolutionary. <laughs> right? That's right. what exactly what happened, which is if I'm taking my currency, my fiat currency, dollar, yen, Deutschmark, whatever it is, and putting on an exchange and exchanging my government currency for your currency that you issue, did I not just say I trust someone that's not regulated? <laughs> that I don't know. I don't know. That – D- doesn't have any real experience in this, but I trust you more than or a you government. trust
0: the ledger. It's, it's the uh, blockchain, Pat.
1: Okay. That's how it was all sold originally. It's all based, it's the blockchain. So exactly, let's go through all the companies that have used uh, funky accounting and blew themselves up through uh, illegal... Uh, FTX listed- didn't even use accounting. Well, they didn't even. They didn't <laughs> it was even so, so sloppy, it was spreadsheet. unbelievable. Spreadsheets. So... Uh, I have not started the book. Uh, is it called Infinity and Beyond, or is that what it's called? Infinity. Michael Lewis. It's Michael Lewis who wrote great. If you're a, if you like mystery, Moneyball, Liars uh, Poker,
0: um, Blindside. Yes, great. It's a great book. I'm halfway through it. I just started a few days ago, and it's if you if you followed this stuff, it's <laughs> it's baffling how people. He 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 was like, he's obviously brilliant, clearly on the spectrum, if not way off the spectrum. Extremely bright, very socially awkward, and I think you know, people believe what they want to believe, right? And if you're a if you're a, a venture fund that's been very successful, you're looking for the next hot thing. And here's this absolutely brilliant, really odd, young man who started this business. You're going to find, you're, give yourself excuses why you should invest. And you're That's gonna, why they gave him hundreds of millions of dollars. You're going to create your own narrative. That's exactly what they did, and gave them money. And then if he would have, played, he's played video games. Which, he would played video games during interviews, I, which television I just, interviews, which is just like, first of all, it
1: it just completely lacks respect. He doesn't think, he didn't think that way. (laughs) You read the book. He's like, I was, well, I I, actually, I'm going to, uh, I I have put off buying the book. I wanted to finish two books right now um, that I'm in the middle of reading. And I knew if I um, bought Michael Lewis's book that I would not finish these.
0: But the trial has been going on, which is fascinating.
1: Yes. And it, he's, he's in a lot of trouble. We haven't had a call on, on crypto in a long time, have we? No. That's <laughs> strange how that is. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Someone asked us the other night. So <laughs> Scott and I were at dinner with a, another firm uh, that was looking at joining us. So we've uh, integrated 30-plus firms across the U.S. into the Allworth brand. And uh, the question he asked at dinner I thought was pretty interesting. He said – um. Tell, tell us about the calls that you get on the radio show because we've been doing it 26 oh, yeah. years. And they come in batches based upon whatever's hot in the market at that point in time. And it's almost like a contraindicator that as soon as we receive six or eight calls about a particular subject, yeah, yeah, yeah. that we should be really worried about yeah, that yeah, asset yeah. class. Right? Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> right oh, no, yeah, it's exactly. whatever the <laughs> Whatever the hot, hot. Or if
0: something's going down when the pain gets great and people have the same painful questions you know it's about over it's
1: almost over yeah that's right, right?
0: markets aren't going to fall anymore. all right, right so
1: this show is a contra indicator so if you listen closely if we're receiving a lot of calls about asset classes doing really well and people wanting to buy the run-up is almost <laughs> over <laughs> okay <laughs>
0: all right let's um take some calls you can connect with us at questions at moneymatters.com or eight three three ninety nine worth we are uh in California, talking with Randy. Randy, you're with All Words Money Matters.
2: Good morning, Scott and Pat. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, um, calling today in regards to my mother's financial situation. Back in 2019, she purchased a qualified annuity for about $300,000, and I'm wondering if it's best to have her do a direct transfer rollover and then over the next course of the next 3 or 4 years have her do Roth conversions
1: okay and so this is inside of an IRA
2: Um, it it was given to an insurance agent and I think these are pre-tax dollars. So this is a a qualified annuity. This is from her deferred compensation.
1: Okay. So So, yeah, yes, yes, yes. So it's inside of an IRA. So it's qualified versus a non-qualified, which would be after tax dollars in there. And the reason that's important is uh, the tax ramifications in actually liquidating the annuity. Yeah, for sure. And so inside of an IRA for the rest of the listeners, inside of an IRA it's viewed as any other asset, and you can take it move it to another IRA without paying any taxes on it were there's some if sort it of- was outside of an IRA uh, there would be tax implications in
0: is this an equity index annuity
2: or a variable annuity or a fixed annuity I believe it got tra- like changed to a fixed annuity back in December and it's only paying two point one percent
1: when you said it got was a new annuity issued in December
2: where they moved they moved no, money. It- I believe she was invested in some other type of asset class. And then in December, they switched the asset class to a fixed annuity
1: at 2.1%. Is that something she asked to do? I don't know. Okay. So this is the issue. If, if, so if, in a variable annuity, which was what
0: it sounds like, if it, she originally if she moved the money from one account to a guaranteed interest account,
1: but if she got a whole new annuity uh, in January, did she get no. a whole new annuity? No, it's okay. still the same. Okay, she perfect. Easy, 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 easy. So easy. it's a
0: variable annuity that's... there's.
1: Do you
2: know what the surrender charges still are? So at this point, it's going to be about a 5% surrender charge. And so it was, so- this is a 10-year oh. annuity, so it would lapse oh, in 2029.
0: Maybe it's not a variable annuity. 10 years. Usually, variable annuities are six or seven years. Yeah.
2: Ten. I think there's some type of death benefit as well on this. I'm not real sure, but... I do know it would be about a 5% surrender charge. And she bought this in 2013. No, 2019.
1: 2019. That's why I had 2013. She bought it in 2019. And so is your thought
0: just yanking it out of there, paying the
1: 5%? I would. Exactly. I would take, um, I'd take my lumps on this. I'd take the lumps. Because the,
0: the, the, the uh, sticking around for another five years, that extra 1% a year or one5 or 2% a year you're paying in fees, or 3% a year depending on the contract structured, and fees um, is going to be more than the 5% you pay now.
1: So your thought, uh, Randy, is to take this out and do what with it?
2: So we'd do a direct transfer rollover into a traditional IRA and then start doing uh, Roth conversions. Because yep. right now with her pension, Social Security, and RMD, she's about $100,000 a year which is the bottom of the 24% tax bracket federally. And how old is she? 74. Uh, her house is paid off. It's 1.3 million. Um, she has about $2,000 per month extra in income that she's just not spending. Um,
1: how much money does she have in the bank?
2: Uh, about 120000 with the cash and the money market.
1: And does she have a brokerage account? Uh, stocks, anything uh, outside of
2: About $30,000. She's also got a long-term health care insurance. Uh, care or plan in place.
0: I like your idea. I like it a lot. And will you, are you the one who's going to be allocating the dollars and managing it?
2: Yeah, I was thinking maybe like an S&P uh, 500 fund or maybe maybe some type of money market or something, just a little bit of a mix. So if the market goes down, you know, she doesn't take a big hit on it. Is she giving money to charities? Uh, No.
1: Okay. I like it. I like it. Scott? Yeah. Okay. I I I think it's a great idea. I'd take that five percent hit. Uh, chalk this one up to um, you know, a learning experience. Um, and then do the. Do you have siblings? No. Okay. What was the question? Why? What was that about? Uh, like how they would view uh, it. So here's my view of the world.
0: I'll okay. be really transparent here, <laughs> like. I think maybe five percent of people can do well without a financial advisor. I think most people will do better with a financial advisor, right? So, like, if you're man maybe maybe you can build the right portfolio for maybe you can't. I don't know. We haven't had a really in-depth conversation on that. But you have a fiduciary responsibility to make sure that this money is invested in your mother's best interest. The reason I asked if you had a sibling, if you said, "I've got this brother I haven't talked to in ten years." I would be adamant about hiring a financial advisor so that you're not the one – because otherwise, down the road, they can point the finger at you and say that Randy was an idiot. He didn't know what he was doing. He invested things poorly. I should have another $100,000 coming to me.
1: Fair enough. But uh, this isn't a super complicated – and based upon the questions that Randy called and asked? It seemed like he may know. Yes. And, it, and by the way, if she's not looking at – will she look at the statements?
2: She hasn't been looking at him, and, and the truth is she's probably never going to
1: spend this money. That's, uh, that's right. She, that, that is exactly where I was going. And if she's not looking at the statements and she's never going to spend the money, you're investing it upon your risk tolerance, not hers, correct?
2: Most likely, yeah. That's
1: yeah, how I do it. Kind of how
2: I'm,
1: that's yeah. exactly how I do it. In fact, that's how I do it with some of my clients, which is I will have separate accounts and let the people know that these are going to be volatile because the timeline is 30, 40, 50 you're years. You're never going to spend it in your life. Because they're never going to spend it in their lifetime. And so even if you took all of this money and put it in the S&P or total market um, and went all equities, I'd be comfortable with that because of what you just said. Okay. Yep. All right. All right. Oh. Yep. and Just do the uh, calculation every year and, and push to the Roth, especially if – if you're in a higher tax bracket than her.
2: I, and I think I will be in the next five or six years. I,
1: I hope you I are. I hope you are in the highest <laughs> tax bracket <laughs> that <laughs> you could <laughs> possibly get for the rest of your life.
2: And I'm going to put it all in crypto. So. And then put it all in crypto, yeah,
1: for sure. <laughs> That's right. you got to pick the right coin, though. Yet. Yes, yes. It, it's all about the coin. I go with the Dogecoin. <laughs>
0: Dogecoin. <laughs> uh, all Thanks, right, Manny. appreciate it. Is that
1: Dogecoin still trading? I have no idea. You know something It's interesting about crypto? I did not know this, that you can take a loss on a crypto um, and then buy the same crypto back the same day and actually get to recognize There's the no loss. There's no tax loss? There's no tax uh, wash rule on it. But then I thought, How, who said that? I was watching another financial advisor uh, do a podcast on it. Our friend Richard Delmoni. What if they? What if? What if they come back later and they deem it a security? Um, so they said uh, that that's why it's not. It's not deemed a security right now, but they could deem it a security. And then I thought to myself, so I- what happens if it's deemed a security? And then you did it? And then the IRS comes back and says, you should have treated this as a security, not... I'm just telling you what it is today, but that it's not deemed as security. It's deemed as uh, real property. What about currency? What if I bought a futures I, contract? I'm just telling you how it's treated. But then I thought to myself, I wonder how many people are actually declaring ta- taxes on their earnings at crypto anyway. How many clients do you know that own crypto? I wouldn't want to tell you now. I don't, I don't know. I don't think any of my clients own crypto. I just found it interesting. It was an academic, uh, oh, that's interesting. But then I thought,
0: <laughs> sure, that might be, but how many people that and are- And I've su- known that advisor a long time. I have tremendous respect for him, but I still
1: suspect. But And then my question is, well, how many people are actually, I've got to tell you, I have family members. I come from a large family that trade in crypto. I'm pretty sure that unless 10.99 a 1099 is sent, uh, regarding their gains they are not uh, paying taxes on it i just just flat out how many people making money people do make money in crypto more lose money but For how sure. many how many people do you think are actually t- uh recognizing the gains and losses on their tax return from their crypto investments i'm getting
0: close to I nine would. You. Not because I'm not, not, and it's not necessarily because I'm this um, so so moral and ethical that I want to make sure that I pay every every dollar. Or I'd like to believe that's how I'm wired. But I would do it out of just uh, like of all things in life. Do you want the IRS to come after you for something
1: out of crypto? Just I was pointing that out. I don't know where we got on that. This seems to be a. A show partially about crypto today. By the way, we are still not fans of crypto. It is the Beanie Baby mania without the Beanie Babies. It is smoke and mirrors and will continue to be smoke and mirrors for years and years to come. That's where we're at. You're probably right.
0: All right, let's continue on. In New Jersey, talking with Wendy. Wendy, you're with All Worth Money Matters.
3: Hi. Hi, Wendy. How are you thank you guys for taking my call
0: Thank you we're doing great life's good. good
3: um do you have my information or do you
1: want me to repeat my question We just well, know your name and it says you have a question
3: oh okay
1: well not only well, that
0: the, the 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 broad listeners that we do the recording don't know what yeah the so question. give
1: us give us the rundown and we'll see if we can help.
3: I got from a workerman's comp settlement um, a lump sum of money, and I want to know what best to do with it. I have a first mortgage on my house of one hundred twenty thousand and change, and that's at five and three quarter percent. I have a second mortgage that's thirty one thousand, and that's at zero percent. Why? And. Because we paid on it. It was a home equity loan that my husband funded his business on. And so they finally our house at one point was upside down, so they closed the line and changed it to zero percent. Okay. Then wow. we have I would not a, pay that
0: one off. How no, long can absolutely. you keep that?
3: Um, I don't know. I guess as long as I keep my house. So hmm. I have a truest mortgage for seventy one thousand and that's at 4.125%. That's on a investment property in Florida that we rent um, for the season. So that's an income-producing property. And um, the amount that I have in liquid cash is around
1: $127,000. What's the value of your primary residence?
3: So it's probably around five hundred thousand, maybe more.
1: And what's the value of the property in Florida?
3: Probably around four hundred twenty-five
1: thousand. Right, and it's uh, and you are a New Jersey resident that bought a yeah. um, a property in Florida, which is just really strange, by the way, that people in New Jersey and <laughs> New York feel they have to buy a property in Florida, but that's just the yeah, way right. it is.
0: Um, and how <laughs>
3: much? all the time like you <laughs> what's the
0: workman's comp how much is the
1: is that
3: included uh, in that hundred and twenty seven thousand yeah it's included because I I took some money out a, a couple years ago to make an investment and when I got that money back I just put it in this best bank account which is earning 4 point eight eight percent
1: and how old are you
3: I'm 62
1: and your spouse
3: he's 67
1: and are you both retired now
3: no, I retire in 3 years. I'm a teacher so I need 3 more years to get health benefits and he retires when we can afford to. So right now he he's getting social security to pay a tax uh liability that that he owes.
1: How much does he owe?
3: I don't, I you know, I, honestly I stopped looking. Well, at how it.
0: long have you been married?
3: 36 Okay.
0: Years. Okay, what There's what, no such thing as my asset and his asset.
1: Yes. Um Do you have any well, idea what that tax liability is?
3: It's probably down to about 50,000 maybe. And, and do you know the
1: interest rate they're charging on that?
3: Yeah, but he's gonna he said he's gonna um since he's on a payment plan, he's gonna negotiate the uh the, the penalties and interest down hopefully. Okay. Well, I pay taxes yeah. I mean, in, a,
0: in an ideal world, he's still working. He suspends his social security to allow allow that to continue to grow because
1: retirement. Yeah. Uh, what's the family income right now?
3: Well, so my income, I make. Um, well, I I make. I don't know what I take home, but I probably I don't know. I make ninety-seven thousand, but I pay union dues. Okay. I pay that's your, out of that. That's
1: gross. And what's what does he make?
3: Um, he pulls in a lot, but he also has expenses. He's a sole lawyer practitioner, so he probably makes I don't know, <coughs> I don't, maybe a hundred thousand.
0: And what do you have in retirement savings? Four hundred one Ks, IRAs, four hundred three Bs.
3: So I have a traditional IRA that's forty. 40- Two thousand nine hundred, approximately. I have a Roth that's thirty four thousand. I have a four fifty seven that's twenty thousand. And oh no, wait, that's up to forty thousand. I just looked today. Okay. And a four hundred three b that's seventy two thousand.
1: And what does he have?
3: He has um, a four thousand dollars IRA that I opened for him a bunch of years ago. And that's it. Yeah.
1: Well. I got to tell you, um I was fine with everything till you threw in that little fifty thousand dollar tax liability deal <laughs> there. Um, are, do you plan on selling the house in New Jersey and moving to florida
3: we'll We'll probably sell the house. I'm not sure where we are moving. It depends where my kid is all
1: right well you're you're going to have to sell one of these homes if you want to retire.
3: Yes, absolutely. And it's this one is what I'm gonna sell. Unless I can afford a bigger one in Florida, I won't sell that.
1: Okay. So that would be that would be uh what I would focus on. Will uh, you qualify for social security as well?
3: Will I qualify? Yes.
1: So you I agree with Scott. You should suspend his um his uh social security now. Assuming he has a normal life expectancy, is he in decent health?
3: Uh I guess so yeah. I mean you're going to need
0: sure. as large of large as social security benefit as you How big is your pension going to be when you retire?
3: Oh, I don't even know. The last I checked it was going to be about 35,000 or
1: 40,000. I it, it will be close. It it will it will it, it will be close. Um, you you can't afford to retire with both homes even if one is a rental uh, for part of the year. Um, right. I this tax liability scares the daylights out of me. And I know that you brushed over it um, kind of like that's his problem. Um, but it's not his problem. It's your problem.
3: Okay.
0: Um, well,
1: is New Jersey a community property state? Do you know, Pat? I don't know. I don't know that. Um. So minus it that. Pro- ta- What's that? It,
3: it probably has my name on it,
1: too. Oh. I, I I would almost guarantee it. Um, well, yeah. is, was it an income tax or
0: is it payroll tax?
3: Yeah, he had a few. You know, it just seemed like he doesn't pay estimates. And so by the time we pay all his office bills and our other expenses, then at the end of the year when the tax comes around, he didn't have it for a couple of years. So he would just start paying, you know, the next year he would pay last year. You know, it just got away from him. Got
1: it. Um, I would pay down the, uh, the first mortgage on the primary residence uh, would- with that lump sum. But I, but, but I, I wouldn't do any of that until I addressed that tax liability. So
3: you think I should take care of his? Well, my
0: concern li- is you pay, you pay off the mortgage and the dollars that you were spending to the mortgage get, they goes to, to in- increase the lifestyle even more.
1: That's right. And and my guess is that tax liability has interest and penalties that far exceed the 5.75% cost of money on the first mortgage.
3: Right. Okay.
1: So we could talk about what to do with that money, but my guess, if you were sitting in any of the offices uh, in the United States with an Allworth advisor, that they would uh, focus on, this tax liability uh, before they moved another thing. I wouldn't even make a decision until I suspended this tax liability. And then um, I wouldn't trust um, your husband to set aside the money um, that to pay this every year. So you created this problem. It's been going on for years and years and years. Every self-employed person knows that they have a tax liability coming up and sets aside a percentage of their income to pay that.
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, and oftentimes set up a separate account. And as money comes in, they allocate
1: a third per, of their dollars yeah. to do it, <laughs> 30 and thirty
0: percent or whatever you yeah. got. Well, you have self employment tax in
1: addition to it. yeah. Tax. So you're you know you're fifteen three, and then income tax on top of that. Um, mm-hmm. So so you need to address the fundamental problem, which is this tax liability, before you do another thing. By the way, okay. this is real. You're getting four point eight eight percent on your money at this hundred and twenty-seven, and you're paying five point seven five percent in right. in so the so the, the the delta between that is nine tenths of a percent, which at one hundred and twenty thousand dollars is is a thousand dollars a year. So it's like it's minimal. It doesn't even really matter in the scheme of things. Okay. You're asking me like, hey, should I p- p- paint my front door? When there's a hole in your roof. Okay. <laughs> That's what you just said. Should I improve the look and feel of my house when uh, there's water streaming through the roof because it fundamentally has issues? You have a fundamental issue in your finances that you need to fix because your retirement isn't going to be three years away with this sort of uh, behavior. Okay. Well,
3: that has that stopped. This, is a, this was a while ago
1: under okay but fixes 50 grand right no. and actually quite frankly if i if I, i'd actually i would not pay off the mortgage i
0: wouldn't pay unless the mortgage your husband suspended social security
1: i that is correct if your husband suspends
0: social security then pay off the mortgage
1: i wouldn't actually do scott i would actually yes i would
0: actually pay off the and mortgage here's why i say that like here's my concern you're you're it's 10 years from now mm-hmm. right you're 10 yeah. each 10 years older Your husband can no longer work. You're retired. The majority of your income is is coming from um, your pension, which is replacing roughly a third of your pay and social Mm -hmm. security. So you're going to want that social security
1: to be as large as possible. That's right. And so what I would do is I agree with Scott. I'd suspend that social security tomorrow. Um, I'd fix the tax liability. um, Mm -hmm. And then I would pay down the mortgage and at the same time I would increase my contributions for you into your 403 B by the same amount that the mortgage was paid down by.
0: Yeah. I like okay. that. So
1: if your payment to your mortgage was a thousand dollars a month and you paid off that mortgage, then I would increase my contributions to the 403 B by a thousand dollars a month. So
3: should I pay off my house? See, I wouldn't be able to pay off my house mortgage. That's 120,000. No, I
1: understand. You can pay it
0: down. Did
3: I pay off the the um, investment property mortgage then?
0: No, I would do the. Your, I you would get just, a tax deduction for that.
1: Uh, you
3: might,
0: because yeah. yeah. um, your income's probably yeah. too high. But
1: I would actually f- fix the tax thing first, and after you fix uh-huh. the tax thing, suspend mm-hmm. the social security. I would want to know
0: exactly what's going. If I were you. I'd want to know exactly what's going
1: on. If I were you, I'd, everything, uh, if I were you, I'd get you're in this together. I, if I were you, I'd get off this call with us and be freaked out about that tax liability. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I know. I mean, look, you are I like, we're all married. We, we, I've been married 31 years. You've been married 30, like 37 years. Yeah. The, yeah. You're together, it's a, You're in it. You're in it. <laughs> the, yeah, the good it and the bad, it. right? We all, right? we all have right. good and bad. And, and um, you're going to have to figure out exactly what's going on here.
3: Okay.
0: Yeah. Suspend the Social Security tomorrow. Which when okay. by doing that every month that he doesn't receive benefits that the dollar amount goes up. Okay. Every month he doesn't take benefits, the and dollar amount. You're going to
1: need that income. You you're spending
3: you could pay it now. some of that
1: back. He could pay it back. That actually wouldn't. Assuming you have a normal life expectancy, you could pay that back.
3: Okay.
0: That I would do before I paid down this thing. I would too. Because my concern. Mm -hmm. It's
1: not a year, two years. It's 10 years out. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's fix the tax thing and suspend the Social Security. And if you can get him to do that, call us back and we'll give you more advice. (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) All right, Wendy. Thank
3: you guys so much. Have a wonderful night. I appreciate it. Thank thank
0: you. you. Uh, Right, Scott? Yes. Right?
1: (laughs) Baby steps. You fix that? Well, we have no idea what's really there, right? None. Or the sheep. That's what I said.
0: Like, you probably have had some clients over the years with gambling issues.
1: Oh. Yep. Watched the divorce because of it. Sad. Sad.
0: Yep. All right. <laughs> well. It's uh Hard. It's hard to save money. When you get later in life and you've saved up a few nickels, that it's been, and you hear us tell that people that it's funny because Pat, I know you. I'm the same. I've had clients for a long time, and oh Scott, thank you so much. I couldn't have done this without you. I'm like, you did the hard part. You saved the money. That was the hard part. That's the hard part. That's the hard part. The you planning po- and the investments kind of the you, easy part. You postponed gratification. Okay, hey, we're going to do right now uh, an interview with, uh, this is an Allworth advisor uh, named uh, Lauren Williams, and we've got what we call our client story. Lauren's a certified financial planner professional. She's also a chartered retirement planning counselor. She's got about 20 years of retirement planning expertise and uh, has spent her career helping people make good financial decisions. Uh, she's taught the CFP curriculum at UC Davis, so the Survive Finance Planner Board curriculum at UC Davis, and also lectures at uh, California State University Sacramento. Um, Lauren, thanks for taking a little time to join us.
4: Hey, gentlemen. How are you doing today?
0: Good. Good. I just like being called gentlemen. <laughs> well, it's that's awfully open. nice, Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> she gets all formal when she's on. <laughs> in,
1: person, yeah, she's, the... in person, she's like, hey, you. <laughs> we've had the privilege of What's working up, with guys? Lauren we for... Go. <laughs> Over a decade,
0: uh, which has been fun. But you've got a really heartwarming story, uh, maybe an inspiring uh, uh, story to share. So it, I think it really highlights the power of financial planning, along with some resilience and love It's uh, when life takes some turns. So uh, tell us about that.
4: So I, uh, I thought this was an important one to share because I actually have these clients I've been working with, I think, since 2014. So maybe the year after I started with you guys. And... I had been meeting with them each year up to retirement. We were always aiming for that one date. You know, it was like May 2021, we're out. They did a great job saving, always maxing out the 401k. She was a flight attendant, and he worked for one of the companies that we served. And uh, 2020 happened. <laughs> and so during that time period, she ended up actually getting laid off from her job as a flight attendant and considering
0: um, the flights stopped.
4: Yeah, exactly. Considering, I mean, what didn't stop at that point in time, I guess, but, um, so she, they came in and they're like, Hey, we need to roll over the 401ks and we're kind of going through this and we're just chatting. I mean, like as we, as we typically do catching up on, on life together. And they mentioned that she had, um, some tumors growing in her brain, and it's not just like one, it's like 20 of them, right? And I sat there for a minute, taken aback, and all of a sudden, I was like, have you guys applied for social security disability? And it hadn't really crossed their mind because she didn't leave because of disability. She left because she got laid off. And so they went ahead and pursued that route. They got on to ssa.gov which is where you file the application, they were able to actually get Social Security disability approved on their own, which is pretty rare. Usually you have to go through a disability attorney.
1: And did they get it paid back to day one or from the date they filed?
4: From the date of filing. Okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah. So um, she ended up getting her full retirement age benefit at the age of 60 years old. And so essentially, they're going to collect $144,000 in advance of her full retirement age that they would not have gotten if she didn't apply early. And, and, and is the this, other
1: thing that was Lauren, is this because uh, as soon as she was deemed uh, disabled Social for disability. Social Security disability, it, it accelerated her normal retirement age?
4: Yeah. So it's usually like if you look at your social security benefits, you can see where it lists out your full retirement age, age sixty two, and age seventy, and then underneath it says like disability or like family. Yes. And so your your disability benefit is typically gonna be up there right around what your full retirement age benefits gonna be. I, I,
1: I know, but my question is did it affect her pension benefits from the company, from the airline she was working for? Did it accelerate any of that in terms of take any age you know, discounts or anything?
4: No, 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 no. She never went on any long term disability okay. or anything like okay. that. All right, so. perfect. Non issue. Yep. Okay, thank you. It did, however, um, you know how they start Medicare two years after you start Social Security disability? They were able to save seven hundred dollars from his pension each month because she got moved over to Medicare at the age of sixty one. So it. that was pretty cool.
1: And and how are they now?
4: I mean right right now she's dealing with treatment she has had um some of these tumors removed and and he's driving back and forth uh between southern california and northern california to be with her as as um both of them go through this process together and they're dealing with it with love and humor I mean I just I I know it's not easy I hear about it I talk to him about it when I can and I know she's having a rough time, but I know that they're just like, they're so good to each other. Oh, that's nice. He's telling me, yeah, he tells me about how they still laugh together. And, and um, you know, I think they're both looking forward to better days ahead because this certainly isn't the way you anticipate setting up, you know, to retire. Wow. You want to travel, you want to do things, but, and then life happens. And this is actually why, uh, and we –
1: emphasize this with our advisors constantly, which is th- by the time the financial plan is actually put down on paper, it's ready to be changed.
0: Because life changes.
1: Because life changes. You get thrown curve balls. And changes. things happen. And not, not everything goes exactly as planned. And this is a, an example of that. Um, but I, I, gotta, I, I will share a quick story. I had clients that engaged us when the gentleman was in hospice. And um, he uh, could not get disability from his company for whatever reason unless he qualified for Social Security. His pension wouldn't vest unless he qualified for disability, but he couldn't qualify for disability unless he qualified for Social Security. you needed the pension
0: to vest for the survivor benefit.
1: For the survivor benefit, I needed that pension to vest. And um, in order to get it to vest, and he was very, very ill. He was in hospice, but there was hundreds of thousands of dollars at stake here because of the vesting in the pension if he became a deferred vested pension versus what they call vested pension. And so I ran, this couple called me, and they said they had applied for Social Security but were turned down. And so we called the local congressman's office and explained what was happening. Um, They got it. They got in touch with the Social Security Administration, and this gentleman was qualified for Social Security disability five days before he died. Wow. Five days before he died. Um, I never heard that story from you. Oh, I have not shared this. And because he qualified for that, then his heir, his his spouse, was eligible for a full pension benefit at his death. Um, But it was that. I mean, it was that little thing, Um, and and they kept saying, "Well, we're not getting anywhere with the Social Security Administration." And I kept, I tried to explain to them, "This is key. You, this is yeah, because everything else is contingent. Everything else is contingent, including the spouse's medical insurance for the rest of their life." Um, and so, um, that that you know people. I had this conversation with my brother. He's like, well, what if financial my own brother is like, well, you know, you financial advisors, you guys just build portfolios. And I'm like, okay. It's That's a little not bit true.' that is not true. Right? That is <laughs> not true. But you don't, but 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 so you don't they don't know what they don't know, right? And even financial advisors, I mean, we like our financial advisors to work in office with three, four, five other advisors or at least have communication with other advisors on a daily basis so that they can bounce ideas off each other. And this is a perfect example, right?
4: Exactly. You need to be able to sit around and think through things or plan through them. You have to learn from each other, but I'm also amazed by how much I learn, you know, just by living life next to my client's side. Like, you know, I I am only four decades on this earth, but I feel like I have so much life experience just because I've gotten to hold people's hands in their financial realm for the last twenty years of my life. And you do you a, get a lot of experience that way too.
1: And you do a great yep. job uh, at it. Great job at yeah. it. Uh, Thanks for uh, taking uh, some time with us, Lauren. Highly empathetic advisor. Yeah.
0: Yeah, oh, for thank sure. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, why that. that's why it makes her good. Yes, yes. That's, that's, that's why, what makes you yeah, good. That's why she has so many clients. <laughs> that's right. All right. <laughs> thank you, Lauren. Thanks, Thanks for Lauren. being
1: part of the uh, All Worth team. Yeah, I appreciate
0: that.
4: Thank you so much. Bye. All right.
0: And there's, it's, yeah. yeah. You, you do this. I mean, none of us get out of here alive, right? <laughs> we're all going to die one one day. And there's a good chance some we're all going to have some illness along the way. It's going to happen. And, um, the financial plans change,
1: which is life changes. If you have a financial advisor and you are going through a life change, loss of job, illness, any of that, you should be talking to uh, your advisor um, about yes, how uh, it affects yes. you. You really should, and of no other reason, just inform them. But see if they're if you're missing something. And my guess is that oftentimes, as is this is the case, you um, can help. Yeah,
0: and look if you're if you're uh, married, and you're the one who's primarily responsible for the finances. Have your spouse involved in the meetings with your advisor, please. I I, I had a client years ago. Um, he he never would bring in his wife. He took care of the finances, and she had. He, he always said she has no interest. And I said, would you please bring her in with you so I can get to know her? Because it'd be helpful. And the, he finally did. And he he brought her in, and he looked terrible. And he had Parkinson's. Uh, rapidly progressing Parkinson's um, died less than a year later. And when he passed away, she comes in with her sister who I'd never met either. Her sister's there. Maybe she has the more financially astute or the older sister or the mature, whatever. I don't know, but she's got her sister, her sister's there to help because she doesn't know me well enough to trust me yet. And I'm sitting there across the table from this widow my typically it's do nothing for as long as possible. At least six months. Don't sell the house. Don't like just. Yeah. Just wait th- till the fog <laughs> clears a bit. And her sister's in there saying, I think she needs to buy a rental property.
1: For the tax deduction. Oh. <laughs> right? <And> I'm like, <laughs> th- this is the worst thing you could do. Uh, add more stress to stress. She's in her 70s. Got her grandkids live near. Her. Never She's owned been, a rental property before. Correct.
0: And I and I remember that after that meeting I thought, I'm gonna insist.
1: That they, they bring in Yeah, it's not always the man who takes care of it. Yes, oftentimes it's and the you, one.
0: But if you got an advisor, get make sure your spouse knows the advisor as well, because of uh, things like that. They didn't buy the rental property, did they? No, fortunately she trusted me and Oh good. Um yeah. <laughs> I did explain why I didn't think it was a very good idea. <laughs> <laughs> they pl plan- they weren't spending the money they had saved already.
1: Like
3: Yeah.
0: Going
1: to have a rental property I for people save money in taxes? I actually believe that people exaggerate the uh, tax benefits of, uh, of real estate a little bit too much.
0: There's some tax benefits. There's also some costs. There, I think they
1: <laughs> exaggerate uh, the value of the tax benefits too much.
0: All right. Let's, uh, we're talking now with Rachel. Rachel, you're with Allworth's Money Matters. Hi, gentlemen.
5: Happy to be on the line with you. Hello, Rachel. Happy to have you. Okay.
1: You
0: sound you nice know, and thank
5: chipper. You so much. I feel very chipper. I feel very happy to join you today. Oh, good. How can we help? So let You sound like the kind of person off. I want
0: to hang out with. You sound fun. Anyway, go ahead.
5: <laughs> hey, I'm close to Sacramento. I'm coming. Okay. Um, all right. So I'm going to break down my finances for you first. Um, my husband and I, we have two small children. They are eight and 10. We have a house that's paid for, uh, no debt, we have uh, 401ks totaling 340,000. Brokerage account is 60,000. Roth account is 15k. Total family income is about 330k a year, but that is also variable. And uh, the main reason for my call today is that we are very cash heavy we have three hundred and sixty thousand dollars sitting around in um cash so how old are you um i know You're how old um i'm sorry um i am 39 and my husband is 46.
1: is he in sales
5: he is not
1: and what what would cause the variability in his income
0: what's wait a oh, minute
1: oh, what, what what makes you think it's his income that was
5: awfully oh, presumptuous is. Oh, that's okay. Presume away. Uh, oh, he is. Scott is
1: right.
0: I'm like, Scott, my gosh.
5: Oh my
1: you are God. so right. Oh, uh, just another round of sensitivity training oh for Pat McLean. I've got to it's, watch six more videos on implicit bias. Implicit bias. Uh, that was a perfect example. I am guilty as charged. Implicit okay. bias. So we're
5: also correct.
1: So. Okay. Well, <laughs> it doesn't make it any better. It just yeah, flat out I'm, doesn't make it any better. That I'm was implicit by right. it. I, I swear, I hope HR doesn't listen to this show. I'm going to have to watch eight or 10 hours of videos now.
5: Uh, I'll vouch for you. Okay. Um, so he, he can work many, many, many hours of overtime depending on the weather um, in yeah. the winter, what jobs they have lined up, things like that. So he usually brings in, um, in the last couple of years, between 330 or... Last year was three hundred ninety k. Okay, so it really varies. Um, and, and then I bring in ten to twenty thousand. Ah,
1: so, how right could I have been?
5: <laughs> there you go. Uh, you guys,
1: Nonetheless, okay. still, <laughs> still wrong. Okay. Okay. So, what's your question for us?
5: So, I have a couple, um, mostly Roth questions. So, okay. I have fifteen thousand in a Roth um, that I started. Uh, way before uh, we were married and didn't qualify for um, Roth contributions any longer due to income. Uh, My husband would like to do backdoor Roth um, conversions, but we are in a very high tax bracket, so I'm not sure if that makes sense. So that's question one. Um, Through my work, I can either contribute to a 401k or a Roth 401k my income is minimal That's right. and we don't really need it. Yep. So um, I was wondering if I should just put in enough to get the match in my 401k and then contribute the rest to the Roth 401k option. Okay. Um, I right, so there's that. Are you
0: gonna, you're in California, right?
5: I am not. I'm in Nevada.
1: Oh. You are in Nevada.
5: Across the border. Yep.
1: Um, okay. So uh, I assume you have a big term life insurance policy on your husband and yourself?
5: Uh, a million on him and 500k on myself.
1: Okay, so uh, I assume you are funded uh, the children's 529 plans. We
5: have not. Missed. You want to? So do I that? have custodial accounts for them.
1: How Oop. much do you
0: have in custodial accounts?
5: Oh, fifteen thousand a piece. My husband isn't a big fan.
0: Okay, <laughs> I'm not either.
5: But <laughs> yeah, uh, well, the, we uh, paid for our own college, so I get
0: it. Oh, I'm not. I'm not saying I paid for my kids' college, and, but and I'm actually paying for my son's flight school post college. I don't have any problem paying for college. I uh, I think I'm not a big fan of the custodial accounts just yes. cuz
1: it okay. becomes
0: their money. So. so
1: here's the here's the breakdown. Here's the breakdown. Uh, your husband needs to increase his term life insurance policy to at least 2 million. Yours is fine. Uh, I would fund the children's 529 plans well, unless her husband's totally opposed.
0: Odds are, if your kid's going to go to college in this day and age, you're going to help them some.
1: But the, the reality, right. Scott, is is that even if the kids don't go to college, the grandkids can go to college, that, and the money can convert to a Roth IRA to the kids' name anyway. This is a 46 and 39 year old that are incredible savers. That That's got right. Three hundred sixty thousand dollars. <laughs> They're not going to spend it all. They're not going to spend <laughs> That's it right. all. Right. <laughs> that's that's just that that's the reality so if the kids don't go to college you can actually convert it from the roth uh excuse me from the 529 to a roth ira at a period of time so this is how i would break this down i would actually take uh two million dollars of term life insurance on uh increase it for your husband um and if he medically qualifies i'd probably rewrite the whole thing i would put 50 each into each one of the children's uh, five twenty nine plans and I would plan on putting another ten thousand dollars per year in after that. At least fifty. I would do two backdoor um uh Roth IRAs for you. Uh one and for be, you and one for your husband. And do it every year. And then uh, I would put your Do max- it every other year. You do it in the springtime and you could do two years at once. My wife and I had this argument. Um I shouldn't say this, Scott. We didn't have this argument. I was doing that um but um I missed one year by mistake. I just missed it on the counter. But technically, you want to do it every other year just to make it easy. And uh, she said, do it every year so you don't forget. That's what she said. And I said, how about if we put it on the counter <laughs> and then you help me manage it, Kathy? Um, so you want to – I liked Scott's idea because it's kind of a pain in the butt. You could do it every year every, – other year, so January one, you can do it for the year twenty twenty three and 2024 all at the same time, and then that way you don't have to do it until January of twenty twenty six. And you want to do two of those, one for each, and then uh, you, it's in there one day, and you can convert it to Roth the next. And it's easy for you since you don't have any money in regular. I oh, she has three hundred forty grand in an IRA. Yeah. It's, is it in that – three hundred forty uh, dollars is – a 401K. Is it a 401K? Her husband's 401K. Okay.
5: Right. So I have 50 in my 401K, and then his makes up the rest. Okay, perfect. Um, and then he has an annuity also.
1: Don't buy any more annuities. Uh, I don't think it's
0: an – Oh, annu-
5: it's through his work. Through uh, work. Okay, got it.
1: Got it. I, I, your husband works for a utility? Union. Correct. Uh, he's a union utility worker, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. That would have been my California. guess. Uh, yeah, in California. Outside, no weather. Yeah, man, yeah. yeah, you're in uh, – we know who you work for. Um yes. Uh, in fact, we actually uh, have hundreds of clients that work for that Your, major utility. Is he
0: maximizing his four hundred one k?
5: Yes. So okay. th- another option is that we have the high deductible HSA account. You beat me to as it. An option we don't utilize it. Yeah, you beat me to we have it. Have
1: little kids. You beat me to it.
5: Well, I would. Well, okay, I, I would, don't. You. What do you, you say? You don't. Are you in
0: an HSA now, and you you're not saving the money? You, you use the money to we, to pay claims. We've
5: opted. Or the di- the different um, insurance program where we have a very low deductible, oh that's um, and then we're not. You got to run the numbers to see
0: what's going to be the cheapest for you yeah, insurance wise. Yeah. So okay. might be you might be in the best plan. <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially
0: but for, for those idea. that are, have a high deductible plan and, are, and an, an HSA, don't spend
1: the HSA. You can let it grow. So preferred. Scott, do you Definitely. know? Can you overfund these um, the four hundred and one ks at Pacific Gas and Electric? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I don't think you can. I'm pretty c-
5: so. So we're in a similar company, quite, not quite that. Okay, um, yeah, you got it.
1: Um, They're in Nevada. No, she, he's employed by Works a Calif- California uh, uh, California company. Um, so I would do all those things, and then uh, so the insurance, the five twenty nines, the backdoor Roths, and then the rest of that money that's sitting in the bank, uh, mm-hmm. I would take fifty percent of whatever was left, and I would put it into a tax efficient uh, portfolio. Yeah. First of all, her her four hundred one k Roth or traditional? Traditional.
5: Mine is both.
1: Understand that. Mm-hmm. I would put it in traditional. You would okay. It's not that much, Scott. I would put them both in traditional. Yeah. you got and, and then in with the cash.
0: I mean, you, you need to be really – you need to build a portfolio that's highly tax-efficient. Highly tax-efficient. You don't want to have a bunch of taxable dividends and, and distributions hitting you while you're saving. Yeah.
1: And so you might yeah. even want to go 70 to 80% of that portfolio um, more aggressively invested than what it's sitting in now.
2: hmm But
1: do those things in that order. In okay. that order that I gave
5: you. Okay. Okay. Well, I um... – during COVID, that's when I kind of took the initiative to start my brokerage account because I felt like the stocks were actually something that I could afford when they plummeted. Um, so, so <laughs> Did that you was open an motivation. account at Robinhood? I sure
0: did. You did? Okay. Yep.
1: Yes, and you can afford. Yep. And that, by the way, that wouldn't have been the directions I would have taken. Uh, I would have actually uh, – you want to construct a well-balanced portfolio and then create an investment thesis before you start investing. Yes. So,
0: so everyone yeah, sounds like she's learned a lot she's you're right. doing a great I job yeah um oh, thanks. you're probably in you're probably enjoying this I yes. guess that's why you listen
1: to this
5: program and do you live at state line uh, by chance i i don't okay. nope we're or, in reno
1: oh beautiful it's um i like reno um i don't think i've ever heard anyone call it beautiful
5: the skirts
1: quite beautiful
0: it is
5: right now it's gorgeous yeah yes downtown it's, 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 is Oh, little...
1: okay but south reno's nice. i'm not downtown yeah i know
5: i'm in south reno
1: oh, yeah south <laughs> reno we're out in the Sparks series not bad south anyway no. you're, you're doing a great job uh you're, you're on great. track uh do it in that order and okay. put together a make sure it is a tax efficient portfolio for that brokerage account
5: yes okay perfect All right. um and then as far as putting in money into the 529s that's not tax deductible right that's
1: correct no
0: deduction, okay. but it grows tax deferred. If it's used for education, right. it's tax free.
1: And if you don't use it at all, you convert it to the children's uh, Roth IRAs at some point in time.
5: Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much for all your right. time. I all appreciate it. Right,
0: thank you. Thanks. Good, s-
1: yeah. good savers. Holy smokes.
5: <laughs> no, isn't
0: it funny. Yeah. The other people that would be in have debt. Goods. Oh my God, I owe 82000 on my boat, or maybe that's, I owe
1: 282000 on my boat. Actually, in this particular situation, I, they might be too good of a savers. I might say spend a little bit of that, but whatever they're comfortable with. Absolutely. Anyway, we're out of time. It's been great being
0: here with you. Uh, hey, if you appreciate this podcast and you haven't given us a review, do us a favor and do so. We'd appreciate that. And if you think uh, you know somebody that can benefit or if there's been a topic on this today's program or another program that you've got a friend that think could benefit for them on the podcast. We appreciate that. See you next week. This program has been brought to you by Allworth Financial, a registered investment advisory firm. Any ideas presented during this program are not intended to provide specific financial advice. You should consult your own financial advisor, tax consultant, or estate planning attorney to conduct your own due diligence.